I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bregnell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to yet another Run with Coach Parry and uh, another great question in today. It's actually two very similar questions from two different people, so I'm going to combine them. The first one came in from Guy Pullen and the other one is from Tabiso Korniashe. And uh, Guy was saying, please, have you got some sort of strategies, comrade strategies for novices with regards to sort of like kilometer and time splits and and run walking? So a lot of it's got to do with pacing. And uh, Tabisa was asking about how do you work out your race pace? Well, uh, that's often you talk about uh, using a race as a training run. How do you get to to that sort of pace that you should be running at? Yeah, so let's start on the pacing and... and, um and kind of race strategy, if you like. And yesterday, um, I was reminded by a former um, elite runner of, of comrades that really the most simplistic way to look at it is that you want to walk before you have to. So again, the the elite athletes do also sometimes walk on on comrades, um, and we know that Caroline Wasman has won the race with a run walk strategy but the crux of it is you want to walk before you have to because if you start walking when you have to because you're exhausted then really all that happens is as the day goes on you walk more and more and run less and less so you you need a strategy and it's got to be a strategy that you're comfortable with i think that's that is the crux of it if you're comfortable running 10 minutes walking one minute um, and you don't feel guilty about walking or you don't feel like you haven't earned a walk break, then that is really a good strategy and will keep your legs pretty fresh all day long. And you probably won't have to do too much extra walking on the hills with that kind of strategy, but I would encourage it anyway. So, um, But yeah, for most people, I think somewhere between a 3 and a 5K run and a one-minute walk, that's kind of where they're comfortable. And then when you get to the hills... If you're a 12-hour comrades runner, I would go with a one-minute run, one-minute walk or run to that tree, walk to that tree type of strategy with a one-to-one ratio. And for 11-hour, you would probably go two, two minutes of running and one-minute walking, but still quite a lot of walking on, on those uphills. Um, and you know, I guess on some of the very steep climbs, I might even be tempted to walk the whole thing. But you've got to find a strategy that works for you. And the reason why you've got to practice it in your training runs is because you need to figure out how it affects your pace. So you'll have an idea. You know that you want to run, uh, let's say you're a 430 marathoner. means that you're on the verge of a bronze medal. It's uh, You're either going to be just under or just over 11 hours. So you work out that that requires somewhere in the region of seven and a half minutes a K, I think. Um, but then how do you get to that number with the walking? How fast does it mean you have to run? So if you actually practice that and get into a routine and training, that is how you figure that out. And then finally, how do we predict our, our finishing time? So I'd say for the down run, um, and I'm going to give two scenarios, but if you are a four hour and faster marathoner 
On the down run, although it's a bit longer this year, you can get a fairly good idea by multiplying your marathon time by two and a half. So that's, that kind of gives you your comrades race pace. Um, and then for the guys that run slower than a four hour marathon, it's probably two and a half plus six to eight minutes. And then of course we get to the 450 marathoners and slower where you just need to chuck that equation right out the window and you've got to plan your race to run in 11.59. And there are loads of people that do it, although the the predictions show that you possibly shouldn't. People do do it, so don't panic um, and plan your race around running 12 hours. And the last point I'll make on predicting is that we can work out from a 5 or a 10k time what your potential is for the marathon. So if you're exceeding expectations at the marathon, in other words, you're getting relatively better as the day goes longer, then you can afford to tweak your comrade's goal a little bit faster. But the same applies is that if you are not meeting expectation on the marathon, that probably means that based on whatever marathon you do, you actually need to aim a bit more conservatively on comrade's race day. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Speaking of comrades, if you haven't joined us for one of our online uh, seminars uh, brought to you by Bonnie Tass, make sure you register. The next one's coming up shortly. Head over to comrades, uh, sorry, coachparry.com forward slash comrades dash webinar. That's coachparry.com forward slash comrades dash webinar. The link is in the show notes uh, to this episode as well. Go and register. We look forward to spending some time with you on there. They happen every four weeks. The next one coming up very, very soon. So uh, you can get all the details on that website. Coach barry.com forward slash comrades dash webinar.